0: What's up, my beautiful friends, and welcome to the Glow Podcast, where we discuss confidence, mindset, manifestation, and so much more. My name is Mariana, and I am here to help you banish your negative thinking and limiting doubts so that you can glow in all aspects of your life. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hi, friends. I'm going to begin today's episode with a beautiful quote that I love from Kirk Franklin. Two twin boys were raised by an alcoholic father. One grew up to be an alcoholic, and when asked what happened, he said, I watched my father. The other grew up and never drank in his life. When he was asked what happened, he said, I watched my father. Two boys, same dad, two different perspectives. Your perspective in life will determine your destination. This quote perfectly sums up what I will be talking to you about today, about dealing with childhood trauma and not letting it control your life. Because I feel, and I'm tired of it, that trauma and childhood trauma in particular is something that is not talked about often enough. And it is still very much a taboo that everyone is just hiding, even though most of us went through some kind of trauma in our lives. And we are all just conditioned to to think that we have to hide it or just to talk about the good things in families and never let anyone know about struggles, you know, and just just only have this like picture-perfect Hollywood family that uh, that doesn't exist. You know, everyone has their own struggles. And like I said, everyone, I think, went through some kind of trauma in their life. And here's the thing about trauma, you know, trauma can be perceived As something like it can, you can perceive it now as something really little, whereas when you were a child and it happened to you when you were a child, it was not little at all. For example, I have a friend who her mother. Just put cream on her in a really harsh way, in a really quick way, and it really hurt her as a child. But she couldn't communicate it as a child, and that was traumatic to her because it was an invasion of her like of her boundaries of her personal space when she was a child, and the mother was really rough with her, and that affected her. So, you know, we have to stop thinking about traumas as just big things like death or uh, traumatic uh, events that happen in the world. You know, trauma can also. Be perceived as little but you have to understand that you perceiving it now are an adult whereas when it happened to you you were a child and so things are a lot bigger to children so that's all I wanted to say at the beginning of today's podcast because I really think most of us went through trauma and if you didn't then congratulations that is amazing you are either one of a million Or there's a high chance that you're very much in denial about what happened and you are just not consciously bringing your attention to what happened and you're just sort of suppressed it so deeply inside of you that uh, you you don't access it. So that is also an option. But if you really think that you had wonderful parents, a wonderful childhood, then I'm so happy for you. <laughs> that is incredible. And you can honestly skip this episode. But if you did go through trauma and you are aware of it, then this is the perfect episode for you. Because I will be talking mostly about how to stop letting the childhood trauma affect your life. How to stop being the victim. You know, because it already happened. It happened in the, it's in the past. You cannot change it. The only thing that you can change is now and what what you do now and you know if I just love the quote I said at the beginning so much because it was the two twin boys, the same circumstances, the same father, but the way they approached the situation determined the quality of their life later on. And that is exactly what I mean. One of them stopped being the victim He stopped blaming everything bad that's happening in his life on on his father, who was an alcoholic. You know, of course he could be here saying like, oh, I hate my life and I'm not successful because you didn't raise me the way I needed to be raised or da-da-da-da-da. But that doesn't get you anywhere. You know what I mean? If you take responsibility for your life, there's so much more freedom and dignity in that. And yeah, so this... Episode will be a really vulnerable one. I will not sugarcoat it. I will be talking about my experiences. So, if you're not in the mood for some heavy things, then I would recommend you to pause this and maybe come back to this episode when you feel more ready because I will be talking about my life, and my life was very much far from perfect. Uh, I don't really know yet how much I'll share. I've already shared quite enough on different podcasts with Axel, but yeah, just letting you know as a disclaimer that I'll be talking about my life. So what got me thinking about this episode was actually last night. I was in the middle of the night, I was sleeping, and I was woken up by a really strong storm, and I am very afraid of storms. I It's gotten better in the past months, But storms are something that I'm like, oh, I'm very afraid, especially if they're during the night. I sometimes I don't even realize it and Axel tells me the next day, but sometimes I like shake so much when there's a storm, but I'm sleeping, so I'm not actually aware that I'm doing it or I just start crying or, you know, storms are really scary for me. And it stems back to my childhood, you know, when I was little and, uh, traumatic things were happening and there was a storm and I was screaming for help or if I was just in the dark and I was screaming and there was a storm and no one could hear me and for me that was just so traumatic and my whole neurological uh, neurological sorry my whole nervous system remembers that and it Sort of attaches that feeling of fear and helplessness to the storm, even though now rationally I know that there's no correlation. I know the storm cannot hurt me. I know that I'm safe at home and I'm fine. But my whole nervous system, you know, it is so deep in my subconscious. This sort of feeling that oh, where there's when there's a storm, no one can hear you. You're in danger, and it literally puts my whole body into a flight or flight mode. And yeah, it, it's, it's crazy and I'm definitely working on it and it's something that I see, but it is one of the points I'm making about not letting the past things control your life and really seeing that, okay, this happened, okay, this is why th- th- things are happening to me now in the adult life in the same way, okay, I see it, okay, now let me work on it. The storm also created like this flashback inside of me to all of the times that my father came drunk into my room in the middle of the night, uh, only to vomit on my favorite toys. And as a five-year-old, that really scares you. And that that's really scary. Just as a five-year-old, you perceive life completely differently. And it's completely understandable that now I'm afraid of storms however here's my question do I always want to be afraid of storms or do I want to work on it and actually tell myself no I'm going to reprogram my subconscious mind storms cannot hurt me I really I honor what happened to me in the past but it's time to let it go and that is exactly what I'm working on right now uh and yeah just that flashback it was it was scary and That that was my normal when I was little, you know? My mom tried to protect us from it, and she even woke up earlier in the mornings to clean up the messes, to often find my father unconsciously drunk on the floor, and she hid it from us, or at least she tried to, but we still knew what was going on. I think this is what parents don't understand, is that kids aren't stupid. Kids know things, and kids see things, and they understand things, and just this and I see many families do this like having a problem that is never talked about and the children can never know but children sense that something is off obviously but it's it's never addressed it's never explained so that was basically our normal quote-unquote normal that's what we saw and that's what I as a child began to program into my subconscious mind I programmed things like the man in my life should be abusive. The man in my life should be an alcoholic. Me as the woman should do all of the work. I should clean up after him. I should perceive this as normal. I should never address it and I should just, you know not to tell him anything that's what i was programming into my mind as a five-year-old six-year-old because here's the thing guys until about the age of seven children's brains work in a completely different way they their brains are heavily in the like they live in the subconscious mostly they live on different brain waves they're mostly in the theta wave uh and so you know yeah children about until about age of six just have a much uh, stronger connection with the spiritual realm and you know that's why often children have uh, like imag-, imag. how do you say imagination friends <laughs> just friends that they see but no one else sees they're very uh creative they have a really big imagination and they just work in this like subconscious whereas adults you know we don't access the subconscious so well but that's the thing. Until about age seven, what you see around you or what your parents tell you gets stored directly into your subconscious mind. Like it, there's no filter, it goes straight into your subconscious mind, and that's where it's stored. And that's where it's stored for the rest of your life until you decide to do something about it in your adult life and you decide to reprogram that. But essentially, if you look back on the first about seven years of your life and what was happening in your life and what your parents told you or what your teachers told you. Uh, try to see how it actually affected your life now because if, for example, uh, for example, I was doing gymnastics and I was doing gymnastics from about the age of four and at gymnastics class I was constantly told that I need to be super skinny to be successful and the only way to be successful I need to be skinnier or something stupid like that because gymnastics coaches can be really irrational like that and that's what I programmed into my subconscious mind and I really I let that belief dictate my life for a long time and I went through a series of eating disorders just to realize a few years ago that wow I got this programming as a little child and to see where it came from and to see that, wow, okay, I understand where that came from. Okay, now I can let it go and see that, you know, I I, I am great even if I'm not super skinny. If you know what I mean? But that's what I mean how I began to program that into my subconscious mind. And I started really as a little kid Thinking that this is normal, and that's why so often we see children of alcoholics or uh, children of abusers attract the same kind of family situation when they have a partner and when they have children. It's almost like it goes through generations, like copy paste, copy paste, because that's what you program into your subconscious mind. And if you see it your whole childhood, you will think it's normal and yeah, it's just gonna be so deep inside of you. So I took that program and I also, as uh, about six year old, seven year old, I took that the responsibility on myself to become a sort of caretaker. I couldn't see, I couldn't see at all my mom cry. And I thought that if I would help, if I would help her get better and sort of soothe her and help her with like home things and stuff, then she could get up and essentially then take care of us. That's all, you know, a child wants is to have that mother and father that they know that can support them and that mo- mother and father are really grounded in themselves and just ready to give love and support to the child that's really all a child wants just this unconditional love and support and knowing that you know the parents are always there behind them to take care of them and obviously i didn't have that and oh one more big disclaimer this episode at all isn't here to bash on my parents. I am not recording this episode at all uh, for you to think negatively about my parents. I love my parents. like everything happens for a reason. there are no hard feelings. you know everyone's just trying their best, and obviously, they both went through terrible things in their childhood that shaped them in the way they are. and I'm this episode really, it isn't here to speak negatively of them i'm just talking about the situation because i feel like many people can relate to similar situations of just abusive or substance dependent households and uh things like that so just just wanted to make that clear i'm not here bashing on my parents especially my mom she really did her best and she she's always tried her best she just didn't she didn't know any better at the time But anyways, uh, I, as a little girl, all I wanted was just a caretaker, right? So a child doesn't think rationally. A child doesn't think as adults would think. So I thought that if I step up for a short time and make my mom feel better, then she would get better, she would become strong, and then I could be the kid again and she would take care of me. Whereas that's not usually how it works, and that's not how it should work at all. Uh, th- that's not a child's job, and it totally messes up the dynamic because th- the child is trying and you know, energetically being this sort of adult. But if the mom isn't doing, or the father, or just the caregiver isn't doing therapy and self development and actually growing and becoming the adult and caregiver that the child needs then it just keeps going like just a weird dynamic just completely opposite than it should be and the kid goes on being like the adult in the situation and yeah that that totally messed things up and I will get back to this later but that's how it went on and that's what I put into my subconscious mind that I am responsible for this family. I have to take care of everyone. I I have to make sure I have to control everyone and I have to make sure that everything is fine, everyone is okay and happy and that's where I developed my sort of sense for need for control. I felt like I needed to control everything otherwise everything would just disappear because like essentially when I was little and I created this program, I as a child, I feared that if I didn't have this control and if I didn't step up and help and take all of this responsibility on myself, that I was going to die. I really thought that it was a fight or flight situation for me. It was—I uh, really thought that I needed to do this; otherwise, I will not live. Like that's—that's that's what I thought, and that's since I put that into my subconscious mind. Even later on, uh, after years when it wasn't, the situation wasn't so bad anymore. And I rationally knew that I will not die. I still had this in my subconscious mind. And it became like a, just this feeling that I have to keep doing it. Otherwise, I will die. It was like this, uh, yeah, just life need that I had. But uh, yeah, I will get back to that. But that's basically how it went on. It got progressively worse in our household Uh, and we even had to lock ourselves in our rooms at night to avoid him coming in and it was it was just really scary and there were many instances of just terrible things happening Uh, but eventually my mom got the guts to move out and it was honestly the best thing that she could have ever done for us that is I think the highlight of her mom life in this lifetime. I think if there, if I sh- had to say one thing that she did the best in 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 her life, it would be separating us from that terrible abusive situation. And honestly, she should have done it sooner, but. You know, shoulda, woulda, coulda—it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, sh- should have, and you know, mom, if you're listening to this, then don't have absolutely any guilt or don't feel guilty at all. Everything happens for a reason, and I'm grateful for that it happened. And uh, yeah, I'm—I s- was so grateful when we moved out, and then I stopped seeing my father. And you would think that that would have solved all of the problems, right? Well, not really because my mom was still really broken, and I, at age 10, still had the feeling that I had to care for not only her, but also my little sister, and I felt a great deal of responsibility, and I never really realized it until I started doing intense therapy about two years ago, and how this sort of weird dynamic actually showed up in our life was that I was extremely controlling. Uh, Everyone around me thought I had OCD, but it was just a way of me, you know, I felt like I I had no control over things that were happening in my life. And I just thought that by controlling my surroundings and the people around me, I had some sort of control. And I really thought that if I kept everyone together, that everything will be fine. And obviously, I wasn't rationally thinking this. It wasn't like at 10 years old, I was going, oh, this morning, I will control them so that everything will be fine in my life. No, this was all happening on a subconscious level. And basically, I was just very bossy towards my mom. And I was more like, telling her what she should do, whereas, you know, the mom should tell the child what to do. And it just went on like this. And and the more my mom, like, then my mom started doing self development and therapy, and then she, the more she started realizing what I was doing, and how unhealthy that was, and that's, yeah, that's when I started therapy, and that's why I, that's when I started my journey on to releasing that sort of control. But really, the biggest thing I did for this was this, uh, this year in January, January 2020, I went for a two week retreat here in Bali to it's called learning love by Krishna amana i spoke about them many times they're incredible incredible and my mom was there with me and we had the opportunity to have an individual session with amana which was amazing and uh there i realized many things you know i realized that i really felt tied down to her and i felt like i had this rope around me that was tied to her from my childhood and i felt like I cannot ever leave her, I feel like if I leave her, she will essentially like, not be able to live without me, and that, that was in my program, even though it was not true at all, and when, when I realized it, and when I put it out on the table, essentially, uh, my mom said that, that that's not my responsibility at all and that she's completely fine and there were times of course in my childhood where she wasn't fine but now she's completely fine and she can take care of herself and I'm free to cut that rope and fly and just do what I need to do because I really I always thought that I I always refer to myself as a homebody I always thought that I will live in Prague and I always felt like I had to be in Prague, not only to take care for my mom, but for my grandma and for my sister. And I felt like all of the responsibility was on me, even though that's, that's not what I wanted, you know? And only last year in the fall, I realized that, hey, I'm living a life that was set out for me from others. This, this is not the life that I want to be living. Why am I, why am I living this? And then in January, I realized that Hmm, I just have this strong program that I need to be the caregiver. And from what happened to me, it is (laughs) completely understandable that I just wanted to keep the family together. I really thought that, you know, if I didn't keep everyone together, then everyone will die, even though rationally now everyone's an adult, everyone is fine. And so I was able to energetically, you know, cut that rope with my mom's blessing. It was incredible that my mom was there and she said, you know, my baby, fly. And finally I have what I've always wanted when I was little to have that sort of parent who is there to support you and just just like a mama bird you know just opens their arms and just fly my bird and you can always come back home whenever you need to and I'm always here to support you and and yeah so I'm really grateful that we have this relationship with my mom now but I know that many of you who went through trauma and through who went through terrible things with your parents don't have this and I think that it's really important to just not let it define your life and to not be like oh but I didn't have a parent so now I can't have a good life or I grew up in extreme poverty you know my parents never tried to have a job, and we were always really poor, and so now I can never be rich, or just things that, you know, just don't, don't be a victim of what happened, like, guys, I, I'm not saying I'm perfect at all, but I went through a lot of shit in my life, you know, abusive parent, childhood sexual abuse, like, like heavy, heavy things, and I will get deeper in different episodes. I feel like it's not so important for this episode for me to tell you my whole life story, but I went through a lot of shit, and I think the key is not letting it define your life, you know? Like, there's a reason why it happened for you, and what, like, and I don't mean that to sound in a bad way, like, obviously, I would never wish upon anyone for such negative things but it already happened and it's in the past and what can you learn from it and how can you use it in your life to make it a good life for you because you can still have an incredible life you are infinite potential and yeah, don't let what happened to you in the past define your circumstances now. You can 100% turn your life completely around right now at this moment. You know, I loved I love listening to Tony Robbins and I love what he says. And one time, I don't know what speech it was, but he said um he said something like people think that change happens in years. People think that you go Months and months and years and years and then finally you change. (laughs) But that's not true. The change happens in an instant. The change happens when you realize that you've had enough and when you want to change your life. And I think that's so great because, yeah, we think that change is like this long process. But change is really just saying, no, I want something different. And you can change your life like literally from today to tomorrow like you know like it can be so fast and yeah that's that's basically what I want to stress mostly in this episode because we all went through something in our life like it it would be really if you didn't go through anything negative then I'm so happy for you and honestly message me on Instagram because I would love to meet someone like this and uh meet your family and see what you've done because I I want to you know, do as much work so that eventually when I have children uh, and I have a family that I don't pass on this sort of burden to them. Because like I said, you know, usually it goes through generations, copy, paste, copy, paste, but it stops with me. And I'm not giving this to my children. And I'm going to work as hard as I can on myself and about on letting go of negative things that are holding me back just so I can be uh, the most incredible supportive parent to them. So yeah, if you did go through an amazing life, then please message me. I'm so happy for you. I would love to know, uh, to meet your parents, see how you did it. But like I said, that that is like one out of millions uh, because we all went through something. And I hope that by me talking about this, it also shows you that you're not alone. <laughs> you're never alone. And even though my life on Instagram and social media may look like this perfect life, then it it's not. And it hasn't always been like this. And it, it was a journey <laughs> to get here. Um, but yeah, I just want to show you that, you know, what's possible for me is 100, 1 million percent possible for you. And you can still have an incredible life. And And if you're only just realizing your traumas or maybe this episode will um, make you think more about your childhood and especially the time from age zero to seven years old you know what happened in your life Um, yeah what did your parents tell you for example I know someone whose parents uh, often when she was about two or three years old told her that she is too bratty, she's too naughty, she is, nobody's gonna love her because she cries too much and she misbehaves too much and this is literally, and I hear this all the time from parents, you know, telling their kids, you're too naughty, you're such a brat to three-year-old children and yeah, so they told her this all the time, like nobody's gonna love you, you're, you you bis- misbehave too much and this was her programming over and over and over and over when she was just three years old four years old just a little little kid and this went so deep inside of her subconscious mind that in her adult life she really struggled to find a partner because every time someone would get just a little close to her her program would go off you know obviously subconsciously this was not conscious at all this program would go off saying well, what is this person doing here? You're not lovable. So nobody's going to love you. You're not lovable. You're too naughty. And it would literally go off. And she, she could never attract love, even though such a beautiful, intelligent, like charismatic woman, she can never attract a partner because she had such a strong program against it. She f- so strongly felt unlovable. And even though this wasn't conscious at all, but, you know, here's another thing. The conscious mind, you think that you're consciously operating all the time. However, you're consciously operating only 5% of your day. 95% of your day is on your subconscious. So, like, I think it's so funny, you know. Sometimes I get messages like, I'm doing my affirmations in the morning and I'm doing my affirmations at night, but nothing is changing. But... If you're doing a few affirmations like I'm lovable, I'm lovable, I'm lovable in the morning and then in the evening, I mean, it's great that you're doing something, but that's, you know, that's like 0.000% of your day because ultimately, most of the day, your brain is going on autopilot. For example, when you're driving, you know, you're just, you're not thinking and then that's, for example, when your autopilot goes on. And until you reprogram that subconscious mind, you will keep acting out of that program. And it doesn't matter how many affirmations you do, but actually th- it does matter because the more you do, the more you are putting conscious effort into changing your thoughts. And uh, what I also did was, um, when before I went to sleep, I would put in headphones with like affirmations or a meditation or something because when you're falling asleep, that like sort of, you're kind of conscious but you're already sleeping that this this sort of wave is the theta wave and this is when your subconscious is listening so it's actually perfect to listen to something before you go to sleep or yeah just throughout your day for example when you're going for a walk you're not usually like consciously thinking so it's great to listen to something because you're just walking and your subconscious mind is absorbing everything Uh, and that's how you can change the subconscious mind Um, at least that that's what I did but yeah if you if you don't become aware of it then your mind is just going on the subconscious and in the case of my friend she just really thought she was unlovable until she said no screw that you know I was just a kid and I didn't even misbehave like uh, also yeah I, I don't understand why parents sometimes can be so mean and negative towards the child, you know, when the child is just a child, but that's for a different episode, but yeah, and then she was able to change that, and it took a lot of effort from her at first, you know, I say it all the time, reprogramming your subconscious mind is like taking your mind, taking your brain to the gym, it's exhausting, and it takes a lot of work, but it is so worth it, and yeah, she was able to reprogram her subconscious mind, and kept feeding herself thoughts of, I'm lovable just the way I am, I'm perfect just the way I am, da-da-da-da-da, I don't know exactly what she said, but eventually she attracted the love of her life, the most incredible partner that she could have ever imagined, and that's, that's exactly how it works, because she stopped being the victim of her circumstance, she took responsibility, and she yeah, she decided that her life will still be amazing and that's what I want for you and that's what I want for all of you to understand that you are infinite potential and you can do, be and become anything you want in this world and nothing is impossible. Just start realizing your thoughts and yeah, just become more aware of what happened to you in the past and how it's shaping you now and yeah, just bring awareness to it and do the work and you'll see the results (laughs) i think that's all for today's episode i really hope it brought value to you um let me know you can message me on instagram what you'd like to hear next i'm always open to suggestions from you guys i'm yeah just whatever you'd like to hear me talk about i'm doing this for you to help you uh, become your happiest healthiest self And so, yeah, let me know what you'd like to hear. If you liked this episode, please, please leave a review. It helps me so much and I honestly love reading through them. It really makes my day and it just makes me so motivated to create more and share it with a friend that you think might benefit from this so we can help more people become confident, amazing, healthy versions of themselves. (laughs) Thank you so, so much. I hope you have an incredible day and I'll see you in my next episode. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to the Glow podcast. If you enjoyed it, then please don't forget to leave a review and share it with a friend that you think might benefit from listening to this episode. Have a beautiful, beautiful day and I'll see you in the next episode.